This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mixed sort of feeling amongst the fan base at the moment. Well, the good news for you is you're playing us on Saturday, so... Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us for the opposition view this time round, Adam from the Pinken podcast. Hello, how are you? Oh, very well, thank you. This Saturday night at 7.45, whose bloody idea is 7.45 on a Saturday night? I just want to say that before anything else. I may also say it again a few times, who knows? Uh, and that's, dread- that's dreadful for everybody, especially your guys who are coming down. Honestly, do you remember when we got relegated last season? Everybody looked at each other, went three o'clock Saturday kickoffs. Brilliant. 7.45. Anyway, <laughs> enough of me moaning. Enough yes. of me moaning. So we're, 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 we're meeting you. At the start of the season, we started off our first three games was two wins and a thoroughly undeserved draw. And you started off kind of underwhelmingly under Dean Smith. But you seem to have got a, a head up of steam now. How, how, take, take us through the Norwich season so far. What can what can we expect on Saturday and, and, and what's gone so through so far? Yeah, notoriously, Norwich have always been slow starters in the Championship. I think most fans expected us to, to start slowly again. Uh, summer where we haven't really chopped and changed particularly. The, the playing squads remained very much the same. We we retained the likes of Timu Puki, Max Ahrens. Uh, we also drafted in the kind of players like Marcelino Nunes and Gabriel Sara, which were sort of unknown quantities for from South America, which have come into the squad and sort of revitalised the midfield, which is where we were so weak last season in the Premier League. And the opening game of the season away at Cardiff, 1-0 defeat, which was um, a very grim watch. Norwich really struggled in that game, didn't really create any goal-scoring opportunities. Then went to the home game against Wigan, a 1-1 draw, rescued that one quite late, and then went to Hull and lost 2-1. And at that point, I think a lot of fans were maybe calling for Dean Smith a little bit to, you know, we needed to get results on the board. He was sort of the, the big fish almost in the pond, like you guys in the Championship. Championship and the yeah. expectation is quite high to to go and get results and try and get promoted again and then 
yeah, we finally got that first win against Huddersfield. And from that moment on, we just sort of kicked on. I think we got six wins on the bounce, um, mm-hmm. points out of a possible 21. Um, it's kind of tailed off a little bit in, in the recent week. Uh, we drew with Reading midweek last week away and lost to Preston in Saturday's game, which is our first defeat since sort of mid-August. So um, a little bit of deflation around the fan base, but arguably the, the worst point is... Um, is around performances. Most Norwich fans, despite our position in the league, don't feel like there's been any progress in terms of performances. Norwich fans quite disappointed in Dean Smith. I think we're so used to Daniel Farker's football in the Championship, which was progressive, free-flowing football, um, lots of goals. And this season's been a really tough watch. Arguably, we've sort of ground out results where we maybe not deserved to. Um, it's been sort of 1-0 wins here and there or 2-1 wins. And it's been a bit of a struggle. And I think that if it does tail off a little bit now and we do go on a bit of a bad run, then I think Dean Smith could be under pressure because a lot of Norwich fans feel that the performance levels aren't warranted of the squad we've got so um yeah it's a little bit of a mixed sort of feeling amongst the fan base at the moment well the good news for you is you're playing us on saturday so <laughs> welcome to the watford fatalist podcast always uh, yeah yeah no when, when you said you know we've not been too impressed with performances we will see you and we will raise you um but hey, hey yes. enough of that because th- but there is a difference between results and the performances and the kind of quality of football you're watching where has it been kind of breaking down where, where what what areas are, are, you know would you like to see improve within the team play or put another way if we were scouting for Watford what what should we be doing yeah Norwich really struggle against teams that set up with quite a low block a lot of teams come to Carrow Road and almost part the bus stuck you know 10 11 men behind the ball and, and Norwich oh. have really struggled this season to break that down where I think under Daniel Farker it felt like once they got the first goal they'd probably go and score like another three or four under Dean Smith it's much more conservative in the way that they maybe get the goal and then sit back and maybe invite a little bit of pressure from the opposition but just about have enough quality in the defence to, to see out results but a lot of fans see that as quite negative which um, probably shows we're a bit entitled at Norwich that our fan base feel that there's performance levels and results you know we're, oh, we're getting wins where I think if you offered most other teams in the championship 24 points from the opening 13 games and sitting second in the league I think most fans would probably be very pleased with that but we're very disappointed in the performance levels at the moment. And yeah, we just want to see something a bit more from this squad. I think we've sort of still got those Premier League players and I think we should be putting teams more to the sword, probably winning two or three nil kind of, you know, against some of the the lower teams in this division. So uh, yeah, it's been a difficult watch, but arguably I think if the performances do start to get better, which they actually were against Preston, I think despite the fact we lost that game, it was probably one of our better performances so far this season. So fingers crossed that's a a positive coming to you guys on Saturday. Oh, well, well, if you you struggle against a low block we'll see whether or not you struggle against our exploding clowns car defense formation um it's <laughs> it's re- it really is capable of imploding without without anybody like pookie coming in and doing his his clever football kind of stuff no 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 i mean we we played away at blackpool last week no let me change that we were supposed to play away at Blackpool <laughs> last last week, um, and, and bar one strike, yeah, no, it, yeah, it was poor. You mentioned uh, you know earlier on, like you, we've come down big fish, small pond, that sort of that sort of mentality. Um, have you one had bad fan reaction from from that sort of thought? Because we saw that on uh, on Saturday, but that might be because Carl basically likes likes to wind up anybody from basically north of Northampton, which is pretty much most of the division, uh, with with his video blogs, which is always nice. But have you had that sort of we're up for every game is a cup final against you this season? Is that yeah. something you see? Yeah, I think that's probably is where it's always been even in the championship last time around Norwich were kind of seen as the the team that if you can get the result against them it's, it's probably your biggest result of the season and it's just been a bit of a struggle in terms of I think the fact that in the past we've had maybe players that 
fans have managed to kind of build a, a bond with the likes of Emi Buendia, such a talented footballer for this division yeah. where this team doesn't really have that. I mean, there's no real lookout sort of star man in the team. You think, yeah, you know, I can't wait to watch him play on Saturday. This team's just very, I don't know, just a much more structured team. Dean Smith, I think if we were to get re-promoted, I think we'd have a much better chance of survival under Dean Smith, the way he sort of sets up his sets up his team. But I think Farker got found out. He's sort of very much 4-3-1-2 um, was kind of his formation. He didn't really drift away from that where Dean Smith's much more pragmatic he kind of looks at the opposition and he'll build his team and set them up to, to try and beat that opposition as opposed to just sort of have one system and one philosophy. So, yeah, it's just a little bit of a difficult watch. I think the fans have just got so used to that sort of Daniel Farker football and, and the sort of star players we've had it down the years. You know, James Madison's another one. Um, we just haven't really got that this season. And, and for that reason, I think the reaction, even when we've been getting wins at, at Carrow Road, has been a very flat atmosphere, which I probably not really experienced. Even last season, there was sort of points where, despite how bad we were, the atmosphere was still pretty good. This season, I don't know, no fan really feels like there's any sort of belief. There's no excitement. I think, you know, the, the end goal for Norwich, if they do get promoted, that sort of thought of the Premier League again, where it's going to be another potentially really, really torrid season where we're going to get tonked every single week doesn't really excite fans anymore. So I think it's very difficult to get up for that, even when you're in, uh, winning results, uh, winning games in the Championship. So, yeah, difficult watch is what I'd say. What you need to do is get your, your, your chairman on after a few sherries, get Delia on with the where are you and all the rest of it. That will fire you up. I'm sure it will. That'll get you going again. No problem. No problem. Some of us are old enough to remember that. I'm sure you're not, but uh, oh, you do. You do remember. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, about five or six at that point. So, yeah, just about remember watching that on the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did. I can't remember. Did, did they ever actually create a Let's Be Avenue in Norwich? I can't remember because that, 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 that was. Yeah, it's definitely a lost opportunity. Now, that's that's not something that's uh, been utilized yet. So, um, definitely <laughs> that, something I'd love to see. That. That, that would be something that the, the older generation away fans would go and just have a photograph taken. That's fair enough. Um, you talk about, obviously, you know, Emmy Buendia, James Madison, you know, some real, really quality players that have come through there. The ones that I think we kind of imagine we're going to kind of pick up that and kind of move on was, was Todd Cantwell, who came on the scene and everyone went, OK, ignore the hair. He looks quite a player, but he seems to have gone off the boil. And the, the other week when we were talking about something or other, I think I think I said, you know, when you when you look up the word flounce on Wikipedia, there's a picture of Countwell. Is he is he kind of what's happened with him? He seems to have blown up a bit. Yeah, it's been a bit of a strange kind of spell for him. In the Premier League, uh, 2019-20, he was unbelievable, sort of came out of nowhere, mm. sort of ripped it up in pre-season, got his start at Anfield on the opening game of the season and kicked on from there. I think he scored about seven goals that season in the Premier League and there was a lot of expectation that maybe he'd get a move to a, a Premier League team, probably yeah. a team sort of in the top eight maybe. Um, I think the likes of Leeds were sort of sniffing around him, but arguably he didn't see that as a, as a major step up. So ultimately stayed at Norwich and well helped propel the club back to the Premier League in the, the title winning season in 2021. Um, really successful player, really big creator and probably went under the radar a little bit in terms of Emi Buendia was the star man. He was the man who, who every single championship fan would be like, he's probably the best player in the league. Campwell kind of went under the radar because of that because his actually stats in terms of goals and assists and, and chance created was um, was very high. But went up to the Premier League last season. Farker didn't really like his attitude at the start of the season. I think a lot of it again came around this sort of feeling that maybe he's bigger than the club and he wanted a 
move and fuck, I'd have punched him for that. Told him he's not going to be in the match day squad. Struggled with injuries a little bit. Got sent on loan to Bournemouth last year. Again, didn't really kick on. Come back the season, looked quite hungry in pre-season. Got a few starts at, you know, early early doors this season. And it looked like there was that determination and drive back into Campbell. And I was sort of really hopeful that that was going to be uh, quite fruitful for Norwich this season in terms of a, a natural creator, a man who knows what the championship's about. But injuries and again, just really now struggling to get back in the team because Norwich have got sort of a, a very solid base and spine in this team now and I don't see an opportunity arising for him whether that even be on the bench I don't see him getting on the bench anytime soon despite being back fit now so really strange one with him because there's a very talented footballer in there but it's almost like his ego has probably taken over him a little bit and, and prevented him from being a, a real top six potential Premier League player and he's ended up being a, a man who can't even get in a, a match day squad for a championship team. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions of Americans to affordable high-speed internet. But the barriers to get connected go well beyond affordability. That's why Comcast has expanded its efforts through Project Up. Backed by a $1 billion commitment, Comcast is partnering with local community experts to build a network of digital navigators, individuals who help build awareness around initiatives like the government's affordable connectivity program and teach digital skills to get more people online. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. Yeah, no, it's uh, it'd be interesting to see whether or not he can regenerate his uh, his form. Obviously, last season um, when we were both in the in the in the Premiership, having a thoroughly miserable time, I would suggest the pair of us. We came to yours and we won three one. That was a, that was a good day. You came to ours, and all, all we can say about the three 0 defeat well, weren't the fireworks good at the start? Of it? Yeah, you um, pissed all over our fireworks, is what you did. You, you literally pissed on our chips, <laughs> yes. physically and metaphorically, and completely. Yeah. And one of the one of the players who scored in that is the person who, when, when you look at him and you hear he, he's American and he just doesn't look like a footballer in Josh Sargent. And he scored a goal that day that everybody on the TV went purring about. And I'm quite sure you would have done. If we'd have scored it, we'd still be talking about it now. As it is, it was scored against us. So we just go, nah, whatever. Tell us about Josh Sargent because he seems to be ripping it up on the on the scoring charts is, as he jumped kind of a, ahead of everybody else in terms of how he's positioned to be not the next one that gets away, but the the you know the the big kind of uh, budget player from uh, from Norwich's standpoint. Yeah, really strange player brought in for eight million pounds last summer um, under Daniel Farker. I think a lot of fans thought looked at his stats from the Bundesliga. I think he'd only scored about five or six goals, and he didn't really look like a, a goal scorer, which is obviously what you need if you're going to survive in the Premier League. I think fans are still going to be like reliant on Timu Puki, who despite how good he is, he is getting on a little bit now. I think he's 32, 33, so a lot of fans felt that we needed that younger striker who's going to be sort of in the mould and can learn from Pookie and eventually take the reins and fans hope that would be Josh Sargent really struggled initially there was a, an opportunity against Brighton which I think most fans probably would have seen uh, he missed an open goal and, and that really knocked his confidence for six and uh, never really got an opportunity again for quite a while until around about that time where he under Dean Smith got drifted to kind of a, a right winger which is not really a natural position for him he's always been that man through the middle that the sort of main striker but he actually started to you know benefit from that and he in that sort of position Norwich were playing like a 4-2-4 um, he's playing on the right hand side and, and that Watford night was quite special for him he just had a, his first child um, as well just about a couple of days beforehand and went to Watford and, and scored two and, and that really looked like sort of an opportunity for him to really kick on didn't really do so at the end of last season again sort of struggled and ended up back on the bench but this season a man I think most Norwich 
fans at the start of the season probably saw him as a, a third-choice striker. Um, Adam Eder, who is another young prospect for the Norwich Academy, I think most fans probably put him second in the, the rankings behind Pukki in terms of the, the central striker. But Adam Eder struggled with injury so far this season, yet to feature at all. So that kind of pushed, propelled Josh Sargent up the pecking order. And at the start of the season, again, ended up on the right wing. But Pukki suffered an injury. Um, it would have been around about the Huddersfield game. And, and Sargent got his first opportunity through the middle and took his chance, pretty much scored and a really, really great goal that that game and from then on I think he scored was it seven goals in six games or something around yeah. so uh, really sort of took his opportunity through the middle but um, Pukki's now come back again from from injury and, and starting to score goals again so he's kind of ended up back on the right wing which is I can sort of see in the home games it works because Norwich ultimately have the, the dominance of the ball and he gets more opportunities and can kind of drift into that central area a bit more but away from home he's I think his only goal away from home so far this season was at Sunderland and, and that was through the middle so yeah probably not a player who's necessarily going to be scoring on Saturday if he starts on the right wing, but uh, definitely. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you and I'll raise you there. God, blimey. We'll find a way for it. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't you worry <laughs> about that. Don't worry, Sam. We'll sort you out. That's what I'll all say. Yeah. Through the middle, through you go, through you go. For anybody who is uh, suspecting that I've forgotten that the kickoff is at 7.45 on Saturday <laughs> and it's an absolute disgrace. No, you're wrong. It still is. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Hi, this is Kenny Jacket and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Before we go to the predictions where the rubber hits the road the prediction league that we started with a huge level of enthusiasm and it's it's no that was pretty that was pretty much the that was pretty much the high point the enthusiasm at the start <laughs> but we're still doing it nonetheless what we do is we ask our guest first of all for his prediction so so you're you're part of the EFL which at the moment is uh, is in second place joint with Carlos who isn't here have you have you got a prediction from Carlos? I have, yeah. Live have, well, live I'll, from I'll, the M1, I have a prediction from Carlos. Live from the M1, He's my... stuck on the M1 as we speak, yeah. It's practically an outside broadcast, that's it what we is. call it. Yes. But we always start with our guest uh, to predict how he feels it's going. Justin is leading currently, so he gets to go last, which is mainly what he will grumble and complain about, just so you're aware. Stand by so, for that, Adam, yeah. Saturday night, 7.45, disgrace, at 7.45 on Saturday... <laughs> What do you think the score is going to be? What's your prediction? Yeah, I know on our sort of podcast, I've got a bit of a sort of label of a man who knows how to get a score prediction correct. I think I've had about seven correct Ooh. in the last nine. So this is Ooh, pressure for God. me. Um, but you know what? As much as we were, we've not sort of been so great recently, I can see us getting a win on Saturday. Just uh, I'm going to go Norwich 2, Watford 1. 2 1. Okay. So, Justin, I've got to go to you because you have got Carl's prediction. I do. Yeah, I do. What 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 has Carlos said? Carlos, fresh from uh, from excellent TikTok <laughs> victories uh, via Blackpool. Yeah, what has he gone for? Well, he seems to be um, going down a rather pessimistic route. He's gone for <laughs> ready for this. Uh, Anybody think he wants to lose three one to Blackpool last weekend? Carry well, on. quite. And and to uh, Swansea a few days before that, he has yeah. gone for. Watford nil, Norwich three. Oh, so he's thinking it's a repeat of last season. Yeah, but without, but without the fireworks. Without the fireworks Again, and the letter literally. from the uh, from the from the um, captain. Yeah, uh, which was another thing that didn't really do very much. Yeah, so he's Hero gone for dear. that. He's gone for a Watford so- loss. So it comes down to you. And once again, one all, which is normally where the clever money is available to you. But last time you chose it and it did, you bugger all good. Well, you know, it was all what right are you going to go It for? was all right till 70 minutes, Peter. And then they leaked You're two right. more goals it, in. It was an excellent prediction until the opposition scored two more goals. Yeah. But that aside... <laughs> yes. 
Oh God, I haven't I haven't even thought about this. So I, I'm gonna. Well, listen, we've lost two in a row. Uh, we've only won one under Billich. I can't see that we're going to have a particularly different team to the one we put out against Blackpool. Is Pedro back? Do we know? We do not know. We do not we do know not at this know. moment. Right. So okay. So if, if if he is fit, he'll probably be playing right back because we've got nobody left who's walking. That's very true. I'm going to go. Wait for it. One one. <laughs> After all that, I'm going to go one one. I don't. don't what do you expect me to say? Listen, that's more. That's more positive than Carl's three nil to Norwich, isn't it? That's that's far more encouraging. But yeah, well, I don't think we're going to win this game. I'd be surprised if we keep one out but let's go for 1-1 one, one. let's see that let's hope there's been a bit of improvement on the past two fixtures anybody think that i completely depressed you with my uh <laughs> my talk on last night's podcast for good reason yeah oh well well we shall see we shall see um on saturday night at 7 45 whether or not whether or not adam's uh you know ability to predict a result comes through and whether the efl steps past yeah. uh steps past justin who's who's basically made his name by just basically going oh, i haven't thought about it one all yeah that's, that's, that's basically it. been your season but it's done well so far you know you can't knock it you know yeah yeah but it's the equivalent of truth to Kong, isn't it it's i haven't thought about it but for, yeah, that's true. it very true are you are you um coming down adam or are you um watching on the tv right. we're making the the journey down saturday afternoon so uh i think we get back home well all be well so we speak to the managers and everything after the game we don't often leave till about an hour and a half after the game finishes so uh, i think i would be i think i'll be back home about 2 a.m i think sunday morning I reckon you so, will, uh, mate. yeah i reckon you will did you hear that speaks to the manager i know well you, this, is what I mean, this is what i mean peter this this, this podcast is... in different stratospheres to us we're just i we're, i know i know you know we're, i know we're not anywhere but... near that really we we come up we we come home and talk to fans that's what we do that's actually, far yeah, more interesting you're, you're right actually yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, uh, and in fairness in fairness most of the fans by the end of next season will probably have been the manager at some point so that's, that's fine that's true in fact i think one of the highlights of of last season was probably the twitter space after the defeat to norwich that was one that seemed to go on for quite a long time <laughs> was that a friday night or something was it a friday yeah, it, was a, it was it was a friday night it was quite spectacular and then we got to the end of it and, we, and you went, oh, I didn't get that one to record. So that never went oh, out of the podcast one. or anybody. So, oh, you know, how do you remember all this stuff? Everybody came on and because uh, I didn't have to edit it. That was one. Oh, everybody everybody came on because, as you can imagine, Adam, after that at home and we'd had the big build up. And you wouldn't have known, but um, Sissoko, um, Musa Sissoko was our captain at the time. And supposedly on the Thursday um, afternoon, I say supposedly because we did all receive an email, but supposedly it was from Musa Sissoko because he's very big in the admin department about making sure that mail, <laughs> mail outs go on, apparently, saying... Come on, we you know everybody's got to get to the ground. Everybody's got to kind of uh, really kind of ring the chain. You know, it's so vital. We're going to go up against Norwich. You know, it's a big, it's a big game. We're gonna we're gonna win it. And of course, I think our, our well at the yeah. bottom it said insert Sizoko signature here, didn't it? If I remember rightly, it's just yeah. one of those things. You went, yeah. this is a lot of nonsense. So. I'll tell you why I remember that game. It was the game that the subway was unveiled, Merwall mm. Subway. And I remember looking at it with Mark in the subway, and there's Norwich fans going passing in. You're going down with the Norwich, which I thought was fantastic. I thought, oh well, we're all uh, approaching this game with the, uh, you know, the level it deserves. It was just, you know, fantastic. So if we see you outside, mate, um, come say hello. We'll um, catch up before the game and I'm usually hang around towards that sort of area where you go in before the game. So we might see each other. We'll say hello. It'll be fantastic. And obviously, we'll do this hopefully on the away fixture as well. Oh, good to me, mate. Yeah. 
excellent wonderful excellent. stuff adam thank you so much from from the pink and podcast and youtube and all social media things that one too old to really know what they are um <laughs> it's superb so thank you very much for coming on uh, we won't say good luck for saturday but after saturday good luck um from there on we're still bitter about the manager and the 745 stuff but other than that we're completely fine <laughs> You've not mentioned that, Peter. It's, I know, it's... I know. I, I'm not upset about it even slightly much. No, I can tell. All right. Well, listen, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you, Adam. Thank you very much for joining us on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. See you soon. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.